Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. President Trump heads to a lunch with top Republicans. A food fight breaks out before he even arrives. And is one Republican saying what's on every Republican's mind, or is he out on a limb? Plus, we have a new Russia investigation, folks, but it's not what you think. This is the State of America tonight. Corker just let loose. They're provable untruths. Unleashed on President Trump. I don't know why he lowers himself to such a low, low standard and debases our country in the way that he does. This is a senior statesman in the president's own party who has just declared the Trump presidency a failure. I don't think these uh, comments by Senator Corker are helpful. Put this Twitter dispute aside. President Trump heads to Capitol Hill today to sell his tax plan. I want to get it by the end of the year, but I'd be very disappointed if it took that long. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. Oh, to be a fly on the wall of, well, really any meeting with the president. But one lunch meeting in particular today. What was supposed to be a kumbaya rally to unify the troops around a big tax reform push in the Senate. Well, it turned into more of a food fight before breakfast was even over. And it hasn't gotten any better since. It's Trump versus Corker. Round, I've lost count. Republican Senator Bob Corker, the powerful chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, also a man who was in consideration to be Trump's Secretary of State. He's been critical of the president before of recent, but nothing like today. Is the president of the United States a liar? The president uh, has great difficulty with the truth on many issues. Do you regret supporting him in the election? Uh, well, let's just put it this way. I would not do that again. So. You wouldn't support him no, again? No way. Uh-huh. No way. No, I, I think that uh, he's proven himself uh, unable to rise to the occasion. The constant non-truth-telling, the, just the, the name-calling, the things like I think the, the basement of our nation will be what he'll be remembered most for. And- All right, from that, let's go straight to Capitol Hill. The top Republican in the Senate taking questions about just this, this food fight. Your party behind tax reform when the president and top Republicans continue to have these these fights hurt your agenda. If there's anything all Republicans think are important to the country and to our party, it's comprehensive tax reform. The issue itself brings about great unity among our members. And so we're concentrating on the agenda that we have for the American people. The president shares that agenda, is going to do a good job, I think, promoting that agenda. And we intend to achieve what we set out to achieve before the end of the year. Bob Corker, George Bush, these are not backbenchers. At what point do you have an obligation as a leader of this party to weigh in on these very serious criticisms of the president? What I have an obligation to do 
is to try to achieve the greatest cohesion I can among 52 Republicans to try to achieve for the American people the agenda that we set out to achieve. And tax reform is what we are about. If there's anything that unifies Republicans, it's tax reform. We've been looking for the opportunity to do this literally for years. We now have a president who will sign it, who believes in what we're trying to do, and we're going to concentrate on what our agenda is and not any of these other distractions that you all all may be interested in. But, Mr. Leader, what, what is driving the day today? Think about it. What is driving the news today? The president's feud with Senator Corker. He's feuded with you. I'll give you the whole list if you'd like to redeem. Please, Teller. Look, I don't know how many times I have to say the same thing. There's a lot of noise out there. We have a First Amendment in this country. Everybody gets to express themselves. But what we're concentrating on is the agenda the American people need. I think there's great cohesion among Republicans of all persuasions to achieve this goal before the end of the year. Thank you a lot. All right, you're looking right there. That was Senator Mitch McConnell, the top Republican in the Senate, taking some questions. He always takes questions after the Senate lunch. The questions today a little more pointed, if you will. He's saying, calling what, it would be, what everyone is discussing um, distractions and also saying that the only the thing that, co- that, thing that brings together, Repub- the greatest thing that can bring Republicans together or unifies Republicans is tax reform. So, a lot going on right there. All right. So let me begin where we left off. We were just listening to Bob Corker, of course, talking about saying what he was saying this morning. But to recap, if I want to sum up for you how this has all played out to get us to where we are at this moment, Bob Corker called the leader of his own party, the president. He called him a liar today, also said that he will not vote for the president again and also deems Trump's presidency a failure. That all played out this morning. How well do you think that set with President Trump? You're good. Look no further than Twitter. Here's what President Trump said about Bob Corker this morning on Twitter. Bob Corker, who helped President Obama give us the bad Iran deal and couldn't get elected dog catcher in Tennessee, is now fighting tax cuts. And then this one. Senator Corker is the incompetent head of the Foreign Relations Committee. And look how poorly the U.S. has done. He doesn't have a clue. A couple things on that. Bob Corker actually voted against the Iran deal. It's something that he continues to try to remind the president of. And as for dog catcher, save, save a couple exceptions, it is not an elected office in the, in the United States. But we're going to continue to check records on that. I know that's a small point. I just thought I'd let you know. Bob Corker also, though, this morning taking to Twitter to say have his own say about the president like this. Same untruths from an utterly untruthful president. And then he says, alert the daycare staff. Fun day so far, huh? Not for other Republicans, as you can tell from Mitch McConnell right there, who are watching this play out. Watch this. Nothing like, you know, a good Republican food fight in front of the nation and the world right there. Senator Corker's being very outspoken now that he's not running for re-election. And uh, I think both sides should just kind of take a big chill pill and take a deep breath and move on and do the business of the nation. That's what I wish, but every morning something different. And while folks have reported that Corker is saying out loud what many Republicans are saying in private, some Republicans are saying out loud they'd like him to stop. I don't think these comments by uh, Senator Corker are helpful at all. And speaking of stopping, the top Republican in the House, he was almost pleading today that folks should just stop even looking at Twitter. 
So all this stuff you see on a daily basis on Twitter this and Twitter that, forget about it. Let's focus on helping people, improving people's lives, and doing the things that we said we would do that accomplishes that. That's what we're focused on. So with, this kind of, so with all this kind of lead up, what the heck happened in that lunch? Well, we'll never know because we can never go in there. But we did have Bob Corker and the president in the same room this afternoon. <laughs> According to Mitch McConnell, well, he really wasn't going to take any questions. He just said that it all looked good. He said that he still hopes that the tax re- they will get tax reform done and achieved their big goal by the end of the year. And this is a distraction. But isn't that a lot of what Washington is dealing with these days? So while that soap opera plays out on one side of the Capitol, another drama is just beginning. In the House, as Republicans announced, they are launching a new Russia investigation. No, 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 not, not into any ties between Russia and the current administration, but rather the last administration. Specifically, a complicated uranium deal brokered between a Russia-owned company and the U.S. back in 2013. A deal in part approved by the State Department while Hillary Clinton was president, was secretary. We're not going to jump to any conclusions at this time, uh, but one of the things, as you know, that we're concerned about is whether or not there was an FBI investigation. Was there a DOJ investigation? And if so, uh, why was Congress not informed of this matter? That was California Republican Devin Nunes, the same Devin Nunes who, amid controversy, had to remove himself from the other House Russia probe, but it looks like no longer. For her part, Hillary Clinton says this was unfounded before and it is unfounded now and that it is all in her, in her words, baloney. You having fun yet? More like, is your head spinning yet? With all of this going on, one senator seemed to have the best idea of the day. Republican Tom Tillis stopping by the Senate cafeteria to grab some popcorn before heading into that face-to-face between Trump and Corker over lunch. And I'm feeling like we should all just do the same. Grab the popcorn, sit back, relax. You don't have to relax if you don't want to. As the next episode of the great American reality show of politics today is just beginning. Let's get straight over to the center of the drama right now. The president, the senator, the lunch, and the name-calling. Sunlin Sarfati's on Capitol Hill, and she's joining me now. Sunlin, lost in all of this is the talk of tax reform, and that is what made Mitch McConnell so upset. Where do things head right now, do you think? That's a lot of the questions coming out of this uh, meeting that many Republicans had with President Trump today, that lunch. Uh, the fact that most of the oxygen here on Capitol Hill was sucked up by this Twitter battle between President Trump and Republican Senator Bob Corker. But the fact is they still have to get tax reform done. And that was the main message uh, that President Trump came here and delivered today, uh, that time is of the essence, that the political winds are breathing on their neck here, Kate, to get this done before the end of the year. Um, the House will pass the Senate budget. That's all important procedurally to make sure that, that the tax reform vehicle pushes forward. Um, they're inching uh, towards each day, making progress on this. But as of now, the goal remains that they have to get this major tax rewrite done, written first, passed. They want to see that wrapped up by the end of the year. But that's very, very, very ambitious, Kate. Very, very efficient. The winds of change blowing through Washington and blowing right up, right around you. Great to see you, Sunland. Thank you so much. Uh, by the way, tax reform hasn't been done in three decades. There's a reason why. It is not very easy. Coming up, is this a revolution or an intervention or one man on his way out the door saying his piece? Either way, Trump versus Corker just took a wild turn. So where does the Republican Party turn next as they try to search for unity and get that elusive win on the board? The panel is here.
Today was supposed to be about unity. Kumbaya, a pep rally of sorts all around tax reform. But with Trump fighting with a member of his own party, it ended up being something short of that, I guess. But it is surely making tax reform a whole lot more interesting than it ever is. The panel tonight, Doug High, CNN political commentator, former communications director for the Republican National Committee. Caitlin Huey Burns is national political reporter for Real Clear Politics. Basil Smichael is the executive director of New York State Democratic Party. And Nan Hayworth is a former Republican member of Congress and a member of the board of directors for the Independent Women's Forum. All right, everyone. Today was quite hilarious. Um, <laughs> Trump and Corker have had a bad relationship for a little while. Mm-hmm. That is no surprise. But it surely seemed like it took a turn, went to a new level, choose whatever descriptor you want. If so, what actually happened, do you think, today? Within the meeting or before the meeting? Before the meeting, just between <laughs> Trump and Corker. I mean, I think Corker, Corker feels a sense of that he's unshackled. He can say whatever he wants without real consequences because he's not running for re-election. And what he is saying publicly is what members of Congress and cer- certainly staff, and I can tell you I had lunch with a high-ranking administration official yesterday, even administration officials are saying privately. This is how they feel about the president. This is why tax reform is uh, teetering on the, br- the edge of, uh, of the brink. And also uh, Obamacare repeal has not happened. That definitely hasn't happened. Um, let's, but on tax reform, what does this fight do to tax reform? If you talk to Mitch McConnell, it does nothing Full steam ahead, friends. Right. And in fact, you're hearing from some Republican lawmakers, you know, I wish he didn't really pick that fight today, right? We're trying to all get on the same page here. We're trying to sing Kumbaya. We're trying to present a united front and make the American people think that, hey, we actually know what we're doing here. Instead, I think, you know, talking to some former Corker aides say that tax reform was on his mind this morning when he made the decision to go on these morning shows. This was very deliberate by Corker, and he was trying to put the focus on tax reform. However, uh, I don't think that you're going to hear any other Republicans come out and say what uh, Corker has been saying, because most of them are up for re-election next year, and they don't want to rock the boat on this issue of tax reform because they will be the ones held responsible for it next year, and Donald Trump knows that. And so no matter how this all played out on TV and Twitter today, get the two men in the same room, it didn't even come up. Apparently, that's the reporting coming out of of, of the lunch. Donald Trump stuck to just talking about tax reform. What? Is that the most surprising <laughs> thing of the day, Nan? No, you know what, it, Kate, it is a matter for all of them of eyes on the prize. And we do need Political survival reform. can trump so well, many things. But, but, it, it, right? Indeed. Well, but, but that's true. And, and bravo. You know, that's actually where we want him to go is, you know, concentrate on the policy. All of them have a common goal uh, and, and they can get there, but they do have to keep uh, and all concerned, you know, ideally yeah. everybody has those discussions, but keep them within the family and present a unified front whenever mm. possible. Yeah, I had a Republican on today and then he hung his head when I asked my first question and he said, there's nothing like letting a food fight between Republican versus Republican play out before the country mm-hmm. and the world. Um, but one thing that if you're talking about tax reform and the shared goal, the one thing that that is wildly, I want to make sure, not lost in this puzzle is it's not like Bob Corker is saying, I'm just going to be anti-Trump on everything. Bob Corker wants tax reform. Bob Corker could very well vote for whatever finally comes out. That's true. Um, first of all, I'm going to start following him on Twitter because it is it is fascinating. The fact fascinating. that you have it is malpractice. <laughs> no, 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 I, I really point. need to start doing that um, <laughs> but, and paying attention to it too. But that said, you know, it's interesting going off of what both of you said. It's interesting to me. I would like to see if more Republicans follow Corker, if not necessarily in the no, no. But even if it's not in terms of the 
the tone and tenor uh-huh. of what he says about Donald Trump, but do they start acting more, in my opinion, like true conservatives, or are they going to start follow, just blindly following Trump? And I say that because from what we understand about the tax bill, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything to reduce the debt or the deficit. Um, it doesn't do anything to help the middle class. In fact, it gives more money to the wealthy. That's not how Donald Trump got elected, number one. But number two, if this is the only policy that Republicans can take mm-hmm. back to their constituents next year, how, how do they defend it? They defend it by saying we got a big win on the board, right? Well, I, mean, I mean, when it comes down to it, there was a conference call over the weekend between House Republicans and the president, mm-hmm. and the message was pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Do this, or there will be a bloodbath in 2018. Do you mm-hmm. think that is overstating it? Because we heard the same with the discussions over health care. No, it's, it's not overstating it, and it's not just tax reform. It's tax reform or Obamacare repeal. If they could get one of those yeah. things done, okay. then the sort of Damocles that has been way, swaying back and forth over House and Senate Republicans mm-hmm. would go away, but they need one significant bill that they can point their finger to, because if you go outside of New York and you go outside of Washington, Republican voters, like the rest of the voters in the country, are angry. They want to see some results from Washington. And they were able to pass a budget. So that's a positive sign. They were able to get yes. 51 votes yes. in the budget. Yes, but it was, it was almost a very anti-Republican budget, though, when they well, moved forward. Well, and that's like winning the hair. exhibition game before you go to the playoffs. Sure. Exactly. It, it was, it was I good don't even watch that game. <laughs> I don't even watch that game. If it doesn't come from the record, then it doesn't even matter. As I was sitting, as I was watching this morning, it's, Bob Corker was saying things about Donald Trump. I don't even think the top Democrat in the Senate would, has said about Donald mm-hmm. Trump. I mean, yeah. that, that is why it was so wild today. Right, exactly. And Bob Corker was one of the ones that was out there defending Donald Trump during the campaign when few of his colleagues were. He really gave him some credibility yes. here when he was campaigning for him. And so that so has also, loses today? that also unleashed a lot of criticisms. You th- wait, they both win and lose? Yeah, I, I, they, I Republicans, like, yeah, period, I lose. Yeah. Every side of yeah. the party loses mm-hmm. on this. The less we're talking about issues, the more we're talking about personalities over policies, Republicans lose and will lose in November if we don't but get our I, action. You know, and the thing that I think about, too, is why didn't more of them say that early on last year? Everything that's being determined, everything that we're talking about now was true, evident. If you, if you ask Bob Corker... Some of us did. What do you want to You're right. You're right. Since Bob Corker is such a good friend of mine, I'm clearly making that up. Um, what Bob Corker says is he left, him, he left him running room. He left him room to change. Oh, he, it was better than Hillary. And he now really? would never vote for him again. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, because we now have to talk about Hillary. If the 2016 election is over and Republicans keep saying Democrats are the ones who need to get over it, why then are Republicans now launching a new investigation into Hillary Clinton? See where I'm going? The panel returns. Hillary Clinton's State Department approved the transfer of 20% of America's uranium holdings to Russia, while nine investors in the deal funneled $145 million to the Clinton Foundation. That was the president, of course. But during the campaign trail, accusing Hillary Clinton of taking essentially bribes to allow a uranium deal to go through with none other than Russia. Now, House Republicans say they are launching a joint investigation into that deal and whether the FBI looked into it and did not inform Congress. 
none of this is ever easy, so just keep following me. The chair of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunes, says this will stay step separate from the other probe that we've been talking so much about. That is important because, of course, Devin Nunes had to recuse himself amid controversy. Yeah, okay. We're all confused. So let's try to unconfuse. Basil. Ooh, me first. You get a good wow, one. Yeah, you wanted yeah. it. Here you go. Toss it up. Um, How did I know? Uranium, Clinton Cash, Clinton Foundation, uh, Hillary Clinton. How do you feel about that today? Well, um, it's, a, it's deja vu all over again. Gosh, we've spent oh, a good year talking about all of this. Nothing was ever determined, no direct connection. My sense is that the Russia probe is getting deeper, so there's a little distraction with this, quite frankly. Um, and remember, this is all coming from a book called Clinton Cash that is, what is it, out? Is it coming out? Something that's certain, I, No, it didn't come out. A, it came out in 2015, yeah. which is why I'm so floored why we're talking I, I, I about it now. Why, I don't know why we're talking well, about it now. Because are we going to really, in the middle of all of this, are you going to, what are you going to do, drag Hillary Clinton to the Senate? Um, for a testimony. I mean, come on. This Ooh, is ridiculous. So. No, you don't hope so. We got bigger things to worry about. This is But again, is this a good use of the committee's time and resources? They have major things I, to discuss. Yeah. This is a past administration. What are they going to... F- what are they going to find? I, I would I would love for this not to be an issue. I would love to concentrate on the agenda that we were just talking yeah. about. You know, we need regulatory reform. We need tax relief. We need our health care to and be straightened out. And the intel staff is already strapped. Uh, I mean, but having said, that, having said that, I, that is not in any way to cast aspersions on uh, the uh, direction in which they feel they need okay. to go. It does sound very troubling and very legitimate. And 20% of our uranium was effectively put under effectively the control is the key of word. Russia. Because no, no, but if they can't just take it out of the it's United not, States. It's not, but, but it's, it, it, as I understand it, it's not actually physically in the United States but, right and now. And multiple <laughs> culture, okay. countries signed up, multiple agencies and another country signed but, up but, on but this. President, right? But President Clinton, Bill Clinton, at that time, uh, was asked permission to meet with major figures within the Russian nuclear industry. He received millions or half a million dollars for a speech uh, in Russia. It, the Clinton Foundation uh, definitely was benefiting from Canadian money that didn't, a Canadian division that didn't have to report in the United States. Why are you explaining it like this? I'm not sure. I mean, the context context of all that was important because it was a different time in our U.S. relations with Russia, right? They were trying to kind of reset here. Mm -hmm. Um, Donald Trump tweeted about this last week, right? Um, This is something that he's been talking about. Because the Clinton cash guy was on Fox News. Exactly. And so you're seeing, uh, you know, I think it does raise questions about whether you're seeing committees kind of react to that. And also, I mean, I think Basil brings up a good point, which is, what does this say about where the Russia probe is now? Look, so give worth me, bringing as, it up. As a good, as a good yeah. Republican, give me your sense. Do you think this is just, do you think this is a legitimate inquiry into, did the FBI have an investigation into this? If not, did they, if they did, why didn't they tell um, the Congress about it? Or do you think, do you think politics are at play? What? Well, it's, the answer is both. And I can tell you, last week I was in North Carolina, I was at a ceremony at my high school. And I had parents of somebody who went to high school come up to me and say, why are you spending so much time, me, spending so much time <laughs> investigating Donald Trump and not looking at Hillary Clinton? This was at my high school. This is happening in every Republican congressional district throughout the country. Every member of Congress is hearing about it. Every senator is right. hearing about it. So this is why they're, rea- they're reacting to their voters, which in theory should be a good thing. And you said that $7 billion was already spent investigating <laughs> Hillary Clinton on multiple I issues, tried to change the subject, and it was, but it this, is what, this is what Republican <laughs> voters are talking about. No. So it shouldn't be a surprise that that's what that's Republican members is, and right. senators respond but to. But as, as, as leaders in Congress, it's also their responsibility to say when, a, when an investigation is done, and when an investigation 
doesn't isn't needed. Well, I'm not I mean, saying that's needed. I'm saying in, on Russia, if and they drop it on both sides of that uh, Russia question, I'd say sure. Stand by. You're going to have to learn a lot more about uranium. Because I'm not going to. This is day 278 of President Trump's administration. That's the State of America tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.